Well, good morning, friends. It is Coach Callie V with the Callie V Podcast. And yep, it's another softball podcast. And I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you can. But you can probably hear that I don't sound like myself. And that's for good reason. I left it all on the field this weekend. (laughs) No, for real, though, we just came off of an amazing tournament this weekend. Um, Not only was history made, we had our first home run for our 10U squad hit way past 200 feet on Saturday. And then we had another one that was actually a grand slam on Sunday. Our One of our catchers in the championship game, she was named the MVP. And we left it all on the field in a game, like literally 100%. And let me explain to you guys something real quick. For those of you that know me and you work with me, you know I don't believe in the 110% ratio because it's not real. Like, you're never gonna get 110% of milk in a gallon. And I mean, it's like, they're not gonna give you a gallon in 10%, right? You're gonna get a gallon. You're gonna get 100% of what should be in that milk. So it's the same thing in a tank. You give 100. So whenever I hear people say 110, it does catch me. Like, I'm like, nope, not a thing. Nope, not a thing. But I get it. The intention is to give more than what you can give. But the reality is, is if you can only give 60 of your 100, then I need 100 of your 60 or any ratio within 100%. So that's why I say, Our girls this entire weekend played 100% ball. They also got to play against one of their softball sister teams, a team that two of our girls played with last year. So we have this amazing relationship, not only with the players, but also with the parents as well as the coaches. So that was fun. But the main topic of this podcast is huge. And I think for our girls, they, like, I'm always in for learning, right? I don't, I'm not a fan, like, you don't lose, you learn. Like, bottom line, I'm a fan of learning, could care less about losing. I'm going to learn. You can lose whatever you want to do, but I'm going to learn. And that's the same thing that I put into the girls that I coach. And this weekend, we were faced with a team like I've seen before, like I've played against teams like that, but to coach against a team like that, like it takes a lot of control. It takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of effort to not be the better coach, be the better person, rise to the occasion. It takes a lot of effort to continue to be that coach that your team members that you're coaching need you to be. It takes a lot more effort to continue to be the coach that your coaches need you to be. I really liked it like when I went back through and I was reviewing video of this entire altercation. When we were talking to the umpires, it was all of us coaches and then just their one coach. And to me, that signified unity. That signified, I got your back, like no matter what. And I love that and that was a super attitude of gratitude, gratitude of attitude moment for me as a coach going, 
I love the coaches that I coach with. Like they're amazing human beings. Not perfect. I don't want perfect coaches. Like that's unrealistic. I want coaches that are not afraid to try new things and, you know, fail. Uh, that's who I want to coach with. And that's the thing that we're doing with our girls. Like they're literally trying new things and they're failing. And some of them are just picking up on it and just nailing it. Like it's amazing. So let me get back to this. I know I get off. The main topic is cocky versus confident. There's a huge difference. As a pitching coach of 22 and a half years throughout my entire coaching career, that is something that I coach my pitchers. I tell them, you don't want to be cocky, you want to be confident. And I start to break it down to them. Then they start to be able to remember a moment where they played against a really cocky pitcher. And it made them look at that girl like, ew. I say, do you want to be looked at like that? Is that how you want to be remembered? And they're like, no, I've never had a pitcher tell me yes. Like, it's a cool concept, right? (laughs) So we played against this team that not only exuberated cockiness to the negative, like fullest amount you could ever see in a 10 team, But the disrespect, and it wasn't just within them, it was their coaching staff, their parents. I mean, at one point, I took the girls to the mound and we prayed for safety. We prayed for peace with everything going on. You know, I kind of feel like us softball people, we kind of live in this bubble, you know, like we're just softballing. Like we've literally played through COVID now we're playing through the election and all that jazz and it's just like I want to protect that bubble as much as possible so my mommy spidey senses during all this going on it was a 20 to 30 minute thing I just took the girls and we prayed whether I didn't sit there and say are you a believer do you believe in Jesus no I just sat them down We took a knee and we all bowed ahead and we prayed. And there were girls that had their eyes wide open and that is fine. That is fine. And as I went back and and watched the video, because we stream all of our games live, I sat there and watched it and then I started paying attention to the audio. I was just watching body language, which I, like, I know I am guilty of my body language, but I, because I know it's something I hold myself accountable to and I ask others to do the same for me, I will see it even more out of other people, right? So I'm watching the body language and I see the bully mentality coming from the other team. Like you don't even have to have the audio on to be able to figure that out. Like it's there, right? So then as on the video you see me turn from the discussion the group of discussion and I turn and I take the girls to the mound and I start to hear people say oh look they're praying for them to change the call oh look they're crying they're crying and praying they're praying and crying and it just like when I heard that, my first response is, and this is this is okay for me to say because I'm a believer in Christ, like faith-based right here. 
I was like, wow, you guys are literally mocking God. Great. Not my place to judge. It's all his. Again, there was that bullying mentality throughout this entire team. Athletes, coach, parents. It was was so negative. It was so crazy, right? So, ended up the call that we challenged didn't go through. However, we had girls that were involved in that play that saw what that player did to our girls. And they kept coming up to me, you know, but coach, I saw it happen. This is what I saw. Why didn't they see it? And I'm like, I don't know. What I do know though, is that we're gonna get through this. I do know that we are being prepared for greatness. I do know that you girls, this group of girls, the way you handle yourself, the way you move through adversity. I mean, we had a tournament two months ago that we were winning and because it was raining at one field, they decided to come to our field and shut the entire tournament down. And because we were tied, like, okay, technically we weren't winning. Like, well, we were winning. Hold on, we were winning, we were up. Was it tied? Or we had no outs, I can't remember, but like, as a coach, you just know, like, this is yours. The other team was out of pitching. We had bases loaded. Um, we didn't have any outs, I believe. And the tournament director came and was like, nope, you gotta stop. And we were like, what? <laughs> what? Like, no, let us keep playing. That was a learning lesson for me as a coach. Like, now I know to walk away and go pray. <laughs> because, ah. And yeah, I did get some 10 cents in on this little conversation that we had yesterday, but I walked away because. Again, I have, I trust my fellow coaches and at that point I knew nothing out of my mouth was going to be constructive. Nothing coming out of my mouth was going to be kind. It wasn't going to be a reflection of anything good, God, anything like that, right? So, so these, these girls, they've had to deal with that. Then they dealt with this. And so as I'm telling them, I don't know why it happened, but I do know I love that. It's kind of like a if this, then that statement. I do know you guys are all being prepared for greatness. Bottom line. You know, I started out this podcast with everything awesome that happened because literally this was a tournament that paved the way for these ladies. I love being the type of coach that I am right now that's like accepting to growth, that's accepting to challenges. I see other coaches, they get stuck, they throw fits, they get mad, that literally will bully the umpires like this situation yesterday, that nitpick at every little thing, that can't find laughter in the game. You know, I kept telling uh, one of the coaches I coach with, (laughs) I'm going to go in my bubble now, I'm going to go in my bubble, I'm going to go in my bubble, I'm not going to hear them because like I said, they were so disrespectful, so disrespectful, like they even had to bring on another umpire just to help the umpire out because with this tournament we had one umpire so that's how much negativity was being put out from that other team so I know you're like oh but you guys still lost no we literally lost 11 to 10 that's an x and an o right but we won (laughs) we won like our pitching staff oh they're fire They are literally 
just the most positive headspace girls. Uh, my daughter is one of those pictures. And then another girl who my daughter has grown up with, like played ball together since day one. To see this girl manage the manageable and grow this weekend, along with another softball sister who literally came from feeling 100% defeated on Saturday to coming out on Sunday and just closing games like she was just brushing her teeth. (laughs) Like it was so amazing to watch these girls. And then our, one of our pitchers that's aging up, she got to pitch. And just to see her work through the emotions of knowing this was going to be her last game with us, that was huge. Like just everybody grew. So in closing, I just want to touch on it. Cocky versus confident. When you're cocky, you're not going to feel good about what you said right after you said it. Bottom line, you're going to get that feeling in the pit of your stomach. You're going to keep replaying what you said over and over in your head, looking for rationalization as to why you said it. When you're confident, there's no question as to what you said. You said it because you were confident in what you said. Let's put that in a physical example. I'm just going to use pitchers as an example. As a pitcher myself, when coach would say, I want you to go in, out, then right down the middle, let's do it. I'd be like, all right, I got this. That's confidence. Cocky would be, all right. So you just want me to play with her emotions? You just want me like, da 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 you know? No. Like, these girls that we played, I it's been a long time since I've seen the game of softball, especially at a 10U age, played in such a dirty, sneaky way. It just, it blew my mind. And I'm okay with it because it reminded me of, you know, how this game can be played by one way thinking coaches by only coaching travel ball coaches that's that's all they're gonna do with their lives like this isn't just a one stop for me like I've coached one-on-one throughout 22 and a half years high school teams travel ball teams and eventually it would be awesome to end up at a college I'm not gonna lie also being a college athlete advantage I guess in easy terms to put it is I helped them get to college advisor (laughs) I know I like had the biggest brain fart there (laughs) sorry but to be able to see them through all the way to college like that's amazing so I just don't have an off button do I I just keep pushing when it comes to these girls softball dreams so when I deal with coaches like that it's it's hard to deal with them because it's like somebody has literally put a blindfold on their eyes and they're only able to see nothing and nothing is not very far. So you see these young girls literally fall into the palm of a coach like that and they become a true reflection of that coach. They get spiteful. Like one of the girls even yelled at the umpire and the umpire was totally awesome. Like, totally stoic didn't say anything but I was like what Uh uh-uh no she didn't like 
yeah, like that is disrespectful. So I know within my heart of hearts that our girls won that game because they stayed confident. They stayed true to their hearts. They didn't fall victim to the ways of the world. They didn't get spiteful. They didn't, you know, somebody throws a rock at you, be ready for Tim being thrown back. Like our girls caught all the rocks being thrown at them. Like that's how awesome they are. This other team continued to try to keep throwing rocks and our girls just kept catching them. And they didn't bother throwing them back. Cause see this, this team, I have to believe that eventually at least five of these young ladies are gonna make it out of being coached like this. I want to believe that. I want the parents to get out from underneath a coach like that because there's more to life than just softball. There just is. There's, you know, having a dream of having a family, having a career. Softball should be looked at as a boat, as a transportation, you know, into college so you can get your degree. Get your degree, then go on and play professional ball if you want to. But it shouldn't just be a means to an end. And we saw that, and that's another version of cocky. Like, when you put everything on the wire and you don't know how to lose, then you're cocky. Man, I hope that makes sense. That's why I always say, my mom actually always said this, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but she was my first coach. And she would have to say, you have to learn to lose in order to learn to win. Bottom line. That is something that I can see right through on other teams. Unfortunately, this team does not know how to win. They just don't. And I really hope that these girls grow out of this team and get on better coaches, better teammates, better parents, just more of a family-like situation. And I'm sure like they feel like they're in the best family because like, you know, everybody's situation, everybody's version is different, right? Everybody will have a different scenario. But to look at that video, turn the audio off and watch the body language, I was, I was in shock. I mean, yes, I was there. I lived it. I saw it, but to watch it in the video, and this is why I love video, guys. It is the most humbling. If you're allowing yourself to be humbled, it is the most accountability, like given feedback, everything, if you're allowing to be held accountable. But if you're not, you're going to sit there and you're going to find reasons why you said what you said, why you threw your arms up, why you continuously turned around and told your, your entire program that you guys won the game, why you fought the umpire on his final call when he decided to revert, go back to California rule. Like You're going to nitpick because nitpicking brought you to that point. You're just going to continue to reopen the wound, Whew, which is going to lead me right into another one. If you've listened to my podcast before, I talk about dealing with people like that. Obviously, there's a wound that hasn't healed yet. So, just FYI, I'm not a sports psychologist, but I'm somebody who's had to learn how to heal because I want to be a part of something bigger than me. 
and I want to be the best version of me and I want to bring greatness to those around me. I want to lift them up and make them better, right? That's what being a teammate is about. As far as I'm concerned, I'm a teammate for life. Like, I want to, every circle that I'm involved, every friendship, every relationship that I have, it is my goal to make that person better. Just make, like, the pitching and catching relationship. Catchers make their pitchers look great. Pitchers make their catchers look great. By what? Simply lifting each other up and putting in work on each side of the fence. Bottom line. So, if there are coaches out there that, you know, are kind of feeling conflicted about how they acted, what they said, you have to heal whatever's ailing you in order to move through it. Or you are going to continuously keep beating the dead horse, the old 5150 scenario, you know, doing the same thing over and over again without getting a new result. Okay? Expecting a different result. And again, when you don't allow yourself to heal and you put yourself in a situation where you should be building and molding and pouring into people around you, especially young athletes, you actually are robbing them without even knowing it, which is why video is awesome. You are actually deconstructing them and not building them back up. See, when, when recruiters go out and they see how players are and how they react to umpires. And if there's any negative feedback, they're moving on to the next. Here's another one for you. If you're a parent and you're listening to this, when a recruiter goes out and they're able to connect with who your kid is based off of the error they just made in your reaction in the stand, they're moving on. See, college coaches don't need to babysit. They just don't. So that recruiter is going out and looking for the athletes who can handle the game physically, mentally, and emotionally. Bottom line. So when that coach continues to coach from a broken heart, whatever's ailed them, from a cocky mindset, they're going to literally rob these young ladies of their opportunities to own to play college ball because recruiters other coaches too that maybe want to pick your daughter up they they aren't going to want that kind of negativity that cancer on the team like bottom line so i do take it personal yeah i do because i am a coach you know i listened to a really good podcast on the way home as we were driving into some really gnarly snow and this coach like flat out said yeah I do take it personal and it just struck it struck my heart in such a positive way in such a powerful way because I have been told don't take it so personal but you know what I do take it personal my husband who is a coach takes it personal this is like a huge part of not only what we do but who we are. So when there are coaches out there just stirring the pot, just looking for the X and the O, not caring one daggum bit about how their athletes are acting when they're out there on that field, how the parents are acting when they're in the stands, 
it is a personal punch, like no doubt a hundred percent. So I challenge you, if you're a coach who feels conflicted because you feel like, oh crap, I did kind of lose it. Like I should have just let it go. I should have just let the game play out. I should have just, you know, it's for the kids. It's for the kids. We should have just, you know, did things differently. I shouldn't have lost it. I shouldn't have got so mad. Then I challenge you, figure out what's holding you back within your head, within within your heart, and fix it, grow through it, walk through it, move forward. Because you are dealing with the livelihood, the mental and the emotional health of young children who right now, more than ever, need to be empowered with those two aspects. Man, I hope that struck a chord. So if you're a coach and you're listening to this, this is a good one to talk about with your other coaches as far as cocky versus confident. If you have a coach on your staff that maybe you brought in because they're just, they're all, they're really good at what they do, but you see some things come out in them, talk to them about the cocky versus confident theory. Like it's a real thing and it will eventually take your entire program down. Nobody will want to play you guys. Nobody will want to be a part of your program. Like your girls will literally play for you out of fear. That's not fun, right? We need to keep this fun for the girls, 100%. Um, If you're a parent and you feel like there's a group of parents in your program team that is just negative, don't be afraid to have that tough conversation. Like, hey, you may not like this, but you're kind of embarrassing. Like I can't, you literally nitpick at everything. Well, I'm just doing what coach does. Wow, here's your sign, right? Your coach, you've got to create that culture and it's not just a coach effort. It takes a village. It takes the entire coaching staff, the entire team, the parents that are involved on that team to build the team culture that's going to thrive, that's going to survive, right? any kind of adversity. That's the kind of team that you want your daughter to play on, 100%. And most importantly, if you are an athlete and you hear this and you say, man, I know exactly what Coach Callie's talking about. There was one time I mouthed off to a girl and I made her cry and I I just didn't feel right. You were catching yourself being cocky. You wanna know what confidence is? Instead of mouthing off to a girl who maybe just smacked a double and you didn't get the tag on her, you just tell her, nice hustle kid, get up. Because you're going to have no self-reflection saying, wow, why'd you say that? You're so mean. You know, that internal conversation is going to be a good one. And that's what you need in order to be a positive athlete. So with that being said, cocky versus confident theory, it is a real deal. It needs to be brought to light. More coaches need to be talking about it. More athletes need to be aware of it. And more parents need to be supporting their coaches for the confident side of the game. Besides, it's always 100% more than just the X's and the O's. We are literally talking about the lives of thousands of children, thousands of girls, right? Step up, guys. And by guys, I don't mean just dudes. I mean everybody. Step up. You're a parent. You're a coach. You're an athlete. This is your call to greatness. 
step up and choose to be confident in your game, wherever you're at on that field. Be confident. Shut the cocky down because all that does is bring negativity to the field and we don't need that. We have enough negative things going on in the world. So this is your opportunity to own, to shine your light and shine it bright. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. I hope this brought some light into a situation maybe you have dealt with before in your life. But pave the way, do great things. And remember, this is your opportunity to own, to do great things. Okay, guys, so real quick, this is the conclusion. I'm just teasing. No, really, it is. I I really hope by now you kind of like me. But then again, I really, it's not about liking me. I just, this is the big picture. I hope you guys took something out of listening to my story time, my softball story in four parts. I hope there was something you took. But here's even the cooler thing I'm asking. If in my story you heard something where you're like, you know what, I went through that, I would really love to reach out to her and suggest this. If you're maybe a psychologist and you hear something and you think, ah, if she could do this, this would help her so much, I'm gonna suggest this. So I wanna give the platforms of where you can reach me. Instagram, Coach Callie V. Facebook, Callie V Softball. Twitter, underscore Callie V underscore. YouTube, Callie V. Hashtags, Callie V Softball and hashtag Coordinated Coaching. So if you can connect with me there, become a follower, then that allows us to connect. I would love that. But also, I am on two huge podcast platforms. I'm on Apple Podcasts and I'm also on Spotify. That is like, thank you. Like, I, I just feel so blessed to be there. And if you do listen to one of my episodes and you like it, please share it. Like, that tells me that you got something out of it. That's all I'm trying to do, right? Like, it's taken me this long to figure that out. It's taken me this long to be okay with me and the story that God has literally allowed me to live to become the person I am called to be. So share it with a friend, tag me in it, whatever social media platform you follow me on and you share the podcast, the episode, whatever spoke to you the most. I wanna know that you did it because I don't know, I just do. So I can tell you thank you. So I can show my gratitude for you. As always, guys, I appreciate you and thank you so much for taking the time and listening to my story time, my softball story. God bless.